uh, thanks very much for uh, joining us this afternoon. So this is the podcast um, explaining uh, violence against women and girls and meeting with various people involved in this field to discuss what VORG means to them. So we'll do a round of introductions. My name's Tracy Onso. I'm Deputy Police and Crime Commissioner for West Mercia. I'll just hand over to Sharon. Hi, I'm Sharon Wallace-Rathmel. I'm the Domestic Abuse Lead for West Mercia Police. Thanks, Sharon. And Nick? Hi, everyone. My name's Nicola Lowry, and I'm the Assistant Police Crime Commissioner for West Wales here, working alongside Tracy. Oh, brilliant. And thanks for joining me, uh, guys, this afternoon. So... Uh, obviously, Sharon, you are at West Mercia and this is one of your your areas. Do you want to just um, give a bit of an explanation about the type of things you get involved in for those that are listening? OK, so my main role is is to ensure um, from a force perspective um, to look at how we're performing in around domestic abuse and um, from a strategic perspective, um, have a look at ways of improving that performance and the confidence within the public and uh, improving ways in which we can work with partners to be there for victims of domestic abuse. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. And um, so obviously, we just briefly there, you've given an intro about what, what you do from a work perspective. But from a personal perspective, what does Vogue uh, mean to you? You know, you tend to um, alter what you do after a night out. So I won't go that way home or I won't do this because it might be a bit dark, might not be too many people there. We have to think that way as, as, as women. So it was really from your perspective, what kind of things alter in your personal and social life because of it so i am one of three uh, so two sisters um so really throughout our lives that's been sort of the the way that we've had to think um uh, protect each other um going out with friends going out with family if it it is girls um think about um how we're going to get home uh if we get in a taxi then take the registration text ring when you get there so you have to think differently even when i'm walking my dog i have to think differently it's dark now where where am i going to go um so i think it's just that you have to be in that mindset to be on alert all the time like who is that behind me who is that in front of me um we have to think differently to men one hundred percent. Yeah, and it's and that about when people are walking behind you. Just mm. how often does that happen? And of course, they're oblivious, aren't they? You know, yeah. hopefully nine times out of ten. But you instantly, aren't you? Are looking over your shoulder, wondering what's happening. Where's the? Where's the? Are they getting closer to me? Are they? Yeah, it's not great. And and Nick- yeah, it's something I've you know adapted, I suppose, in my life, being much more conscious of my behaviour, my actions, how they're received by people. I suppose not wanting to attract unwarranted attention, shall we say, but. I- it shouldn't always come down to yeah. the woman having to consider her actions in this and hopefully men are taking much more ownership of considering their actions to how that might firstly make women feel even if they aren't looking to obviously uh, commit an offence uh, but equally as well calling out certain behaviours and how they come across how they uh, are perceived what are your thoughts on that show and do you think men have got much more aware of this issue, I think, particularly with the high-profile cases that we've seen, such as Sarah Everyard, do you think there is that societal change, not just from women, but equally men taking a bit more ownership of this subject area? I think, I think for some men, it's been a very uncomfortable time, mm. and, and specifically, um, I opened a domestic abuse matters. Um, which is our training um, for the police not so long ago, where Damien Barrett, our um, uh, ACC, came along at the time. Um, and he actually posed that question to the male officers, how do you actually feel at this time? And there was like a silence. And it's very interesting because I think you have got different cohorts of, of, of the men in society where some will say, 
they're angry at it because they feel like they're, they're mm-hmm. in this bubble now where they're being looked at that everybody they're, they're all perpetrators you know specifically yeah. police officers after um you know wait what wayne cousins horrifically did um however i think we've also got that that element of the younger generation that hopefully are being a little bit more educated um around what's happening with mm. with the things that are going around now on social media asking them to to speak out not be a, a bystander and yeah. call out their, their friends when their their friends um do um, something which they think is a bit uncomfortable um, towards women but I think I do think we've still got a long way to go Mm, I think I think it's a culture that has been embedded um, into society that I think we've still got a long way to go we've got to continue driving it um, yeah from all angles and you've not got to be um, fearful of somebody saying oh you're a feminist you're this you're that you know making it as uh, you know ridiculing what you're saying because it's only through you know everybody calling out these instances that people won't do it won't they because it won't be a cool thing to say it won't be a good thing Mm. to say but a completely different new world now we're in this the the world of technology is moving so quickly and we've gone over the last few decades where children now have got access to that and and teenage relationships and healthy relationships is is something that i think needs to come from our you know partners uh, support agencies out there from education um because i'm not sure that that's actually been implemented into the educational system but then of course we've also got you know the education to parents because a lot of parents allow their children to have these devices but uh, do they actually understand what is behind those devices and what they're actually looking at and it it, it can have damaging effects Mm. on a child's um, thought processes mindset around what is a healthy relationship Uh, you know specifically maybe around the type of sexual relationship and what's accepted Mm. as uh, you know as a I don't want to use the word normal, but in that respect, Effects, you know, yeah. It, yeah. it's not right for you to be doing that to your partner. No. Um, so, yeah, it's a problem that we've seen because it can cause children to become offenders. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and sometimes innocently doing things that everybody else is doing but not realise actually that's a criminal offence. And so we've had to deal with that side of it as well so and from a parental um, you know perspective yeah and of course we've now got also got revenge porn as well haven't we so yeah. utilizing yeah. where you know photographs may be taken in a consensual relationship but also now um, they're then used when that relationship ends they're used as a you know a tool to to abuse somebody yeah. um, but then you know it, it's really important um, for people to understand that to try and protect themselves under those circumstances they might feel comfortable at the time but yeah. down the line you know that is something that's on there that forever and it's forever it doesn't, isn't it doesn't go it's forever. Yeah. this is obviously a huge um problem and, and it isn't something that the police can tackle um on their own so how, how do west Mercia work with partners around the area of violence against women and girls well, obviously, violence against women Wells is a huge umbrella, isn't it? Yeah. Underneath it falls uh, many different themes uh, in relation to you've got domestic abuse, you've got sexual violence, you've got child sexual exploitation. It's massive. So partnership working is what we need. It has to be a whole mm. systems approach. We can't we can't do it on our own. We are very reactive to being there when mm. things have happened. What we want to become is more preventative. Obviously, with the, yeah. the you know the prevention strategy, it's really important now that we do start looking at how we can prevent these happening and learn from from what's uh, you know things that have gone on in the past in in relation to our partnership work and I think it'd be very wrong for me to say it's fantastic we're doing a fantastic job I think the message 
which comes from the, the National Framework for Violence Against Women and Girls from the lead, is the police can't do this together. So we have got to work with our partner agencies. Yeah. And that, a lot of that's about, so for example, in my field, is that I understand that um, someone who's suffering from domestic abuse is, is more likely to open up to a specialist worker. They, mm. they understand that abuse. They understand what that person's going through more so than a police officer because a police officer has so many other hats to yeah to, you know to put on so it, you know working with specialist support agencies that can protect and safeguard and also give confidence to the, the victims to come forward and, and, and if that you know it's not always the answer the justice system I think that's what we also have to realize mm. that you know the justice system is a route to take to, to protect and to you know get justice for the victim um, however if we can work with our partners to say, actually, you're, you're, you're best suited to actually protect and, and be there for, and support this victim to maybe, for example, um, create some sort of safety mechanism, a safety mm. plan for them to get out of a relationship, which I think is really important. Yeah. So. yeah. And as you say, it's, it's sometimes a lifelong support network for people, isn't it? Particularly yeah. if it is domestic abuse, sexual violence. Yeah. And it's involving a range of partners from housing to, as you say, yeah. um, specialised services, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the NHS. So it yeah. is very much about working together in conjunction to make sure that that support is in place. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, It's got to be... A joint approach it's just you know and I think often years ago which was sort of trying to allude to is that, that it has we've tended to work in isolation and not yeah. realize it's siloed yeah very siloed and, and that doesn't work because once we've lost somebody they don't want to work with us anymore then we've lost them whereas if we can work alongside and and you know that people do reach out as well to the community the volunteers out there and and, and the specialist workers um, even before they come to us so then there's that joint working and it, then a, it could be at any point in that in their journey couldn't it that yeah, they reach out to yeah they might come to us and then go away from us and then specifically with domestic abuse it's not a simple journey that oh suddenly Mm. I'm going to now report to x y and z and everything's going to be okay it can take a long time to come out the other side if 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 at all yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely. I mean you've talked greatly there which which is you know really good to hear about the work the police are doing is there anything more that you think individuals society partners could be doing to try and I suppose address for to push it further up the agenda and, and, and really, I suppose, progress what we're trying to achieve in, in reducing violence against women? I think, I think for individuals and society, I think what we've already alluded to is, is we, need to, we need to speak out. We need to mm. call out inappropriate behaviour. You know, and I will allude to that the, the, that includes police officers within the police service, uh, you know, since um, the Wayne Cousins um, trial and the horrific things that have gone on there. We've, we've had the Charing Cross uh, incident as well. And, and I think one thing for me is that it's important for us to have confidence in the communities to, come, to be able to come forward. So we've got to show that we will deal with um, perpetrators mm. robustly. Um, we've also got to support victims, so alongside our partners. But, so, and then our partners have confidence in us as well. That's really important because um, it's been knocked, hasn't it, Matt? Mm. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Oh, yeah. The confidence towards the police has been knocked nationally. But the other thing as well is, is for our staff, like I alluded to earlier, that even male police officers were hor- horrified about what happened. Mm. And, and I think for the females uh, within the organisation, for the males within the organisation, we need to, if well, we're going to ask people to call out and if we're going to ask people to stand up and not be bystanders, then we need to show that we're there to support them as well to do that. Because I think that, that works yeah, in every absolutely. element of society, in yeah. organisations and outside. We have got to show that we will support you if you are mm. going to hold your head up high and say I don't agree with that behavior I'm you know 
I want something done about it. Yeah. And I think then for us to continue to be robust around it as well. So, But the other side of it, I think, which is really important, um, I'm the DRIVE fellow, which uh, the DRIVE is a, the um, domestic abuse perpetrators uh, programme. That's been working really well in Herefordshire yes. and Worcestershire. Mm. Um, and for me, um, that has really turned my thought process, my mindset in actually working with perpetrators yeah. is certainly a way forward. Yeah, I mean, it's a challenging subject, isn't it? Oh, and yeah. I get why, you know, the public um, sometimes find that a very challenging area to look at, given that it's working with perpetrators. Yeah. What benefits have you found that's brought victims and equally how that's changed the behaviours of perpetrators? Well, yeah, well, interestingly, obviously, within that programme, then the victim also gets support from a specialist worker for, for yeah. 12 months. It, it protects them. It makes them... Um, not all victims want to leave a relationship, so it can, can often... You can work with the perpetrator to make them understand uh, uh, healthy relationships, what the effect their behaviour is having on not only the victim, but maybe the children and other mm-hmm. members of the family. And I think often from the other side of it, it helps them separate with mm. and, and then calm things down so, and, and again specifically if they've got children involved yeah, child care arrangements and things like that um and then i think uh, some other feedback was from a perpetrator was that actually nobody's ever asked me to talk about why i behave like this and then actually talk about why i do behave like this mm. and really go back yeah you know we all know about adverse childhood experiences why a lot of people do get involved in um, you know, crime and, and potentially violent crime is because maybe they've had those experiences, not all, but maybe some of them have had those experiences in the past. And, and mm. it's maybe that's quite, I think, good for them to start opening up that box to understand why they are and what's been, and going, what, and on. What's yeah. been going on and what they're yeah. doing. So, so for me, not just about that victim as well. We know that a lot of perpetrators go on to then oh, yes. to reaffirm to the yeah. next one, to the next yeah. one, to the next one. And, and potentially we're stopping that by them yeah. recognising their behaviour and maybe thinking more about a healthy relationship. And yeah. I think DRIVE is um, scheduled across Worcestershire was set up to take out 100 um, high-risk perpetrators. Well, that's 200 victims at least yeah. and like you say when I've seen um, the, what they call the spider's web diagram which has got all of their different relationships we're probably looking at three or four hundred yeah. different mm-hmm. victims because they will all go on to next relationship and it will be exactly the same yeah. as their previous because that's the way they're wired to do that and until we do something about that yeah. and that's just the women that's not even getting onto the children because mm-hmm. you know th- there's an awful lot of, of uh, some of the children that are involved there can be five or six children to each perpetrator yeah. so now if one perpetrator you know you could you could potentially have 20 victims very easily you know yeah, if yeah. not more yeah so um so to take out a hundred actually takes out an awful lot of, of victims and, and a lot Absolutely. of suffering and it breaks that cycle doesn't it and hopefully as you say yeah. limits uh, certainly prevents any more victims being um i suppose yeah yeah. yeah it's not going to work for all we must uh, no you know, no no that's we right have, we have to you know we we it doesn't work for all it is but when it does when you do see and hear of some really good feedback and case studies then it's it's quite inspirational really yeah. and i just think it's it's something that we never would have thought about years ago because it would the comment was they'll never change they'll never yeah. change they'll never yeah. change yeah. Um, but you know maybe we were wrong um, um, there's a proportion I think, of, of perpetrators that probably will. Yeah. 
He won't. won't. But as you say, it's very much about that education and it's putting that onus back on yeah. the male as opposed to the female having to change their behaviour. Yeah. Whilst, you know, I know victims are involved in that process. Again, it's getting the male, if yeah. that be the perpetrator in that scenario, to actually take that ownership and actually look at how yeah. their behaviour is and impacting yeah. their families. Um, yeah. And yeah. People Absolutely. Yeah. So to end on then, I think I'm very keen to find out what's your one message that you would want listeners to take away for the listeners out there i think it is speak out mm. call out you know male or female because it's we shouldn't just be saying to males call it out no everybody right. should call out when they yeah. see someone being abused or inappropriate behavior misogynistic attitude towards women and then i suppose my other message would be to the males out there is is maybe just take a little bit of time and think what it is like for a female yeah. to walk down the street when it's dark or have to not do something or have to have an app on their phone, phone. to make them feel right. safe. Um, and I think for us, the message is, is that this shouldn't be about the females having to change their behaviour. This is about a societal change, about some male's yeah. attitude towards women. Yeah. And, and if we can push forward and try and change that, that it's a culture change, which is mm. not going to happen overnight. Yeah. It's not just banter, is it? It's not just banter. No. And Nick, anything? I think as, as Sharon has alluded to, it's encouraging people to really just have that confidence to call out certain behaviours. Um, I know it's very difficult, particularly if it's a sort of peer-peer sort of environment, but yeah. equally it's about changing societal views while well, something that might be said in jest or banter, as you've just referred to, actually is just conflating the problem a lot of the time. So I think it's having that confidence in that sort of setting to speak out. And equally as well, you know, being much more aware of people's behaviours, how you come across. If, if sadly it does progress the route as we've talked through when it is you have been the victim or uh, you know a survivor of a situation it is about speaking out and you know working with the police working with the support that is there uh, you know the support is available people want you to come forward so I just hope people have the confidence to do so um, and hopefully we're together we can make some real big societal changes brilliant Absolutely. Nick Sharon thanks very much thank, thank you, you.